free beer? Let me tell you how at the end of this spot. From Alter Genius Brewing Company, it has everything for a true craft brewery experience. Try their brilliantly crafted brews, creative house cocktails, cider from a few bad apples, and a full kitchen with a spectacular array of tasty dishes at their brewery in Ambridge. Or try their new trailside tap room on the Montour Trail in Imperial that's sure to have something for everyone with 20-plus different craft beers, ciders, and cocktails. Treat yourself to a brilliantly crafted brew at Alter Genius Brewing Company and tell them Tim Ben sent you for a small pour on the house. Barber school? Do you hate your job? Looking for a change? The Barber School of Pittsburgh may have your cure. Locations on Banksville Road and Monroeville. Day and night classes available and rolling now at bsp.edu. Get your degree in as little as nine months. Financial aid available. Now accepting veterans benefits. Barber School. Yes, Google Barber School of Pittsburgh. bsp.edu. bsp.edu. Again, bsp.edu. Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is a Madden Monday here on Trib Live. Tim Benz and Mark Madden from 105.9 The X. You can listen to Mark Monday through Friday on The X 3 until 6. At the time that Mark and I are speaking... The Steelers are on schedule to play Martin Luther King Day Monday afternoon at 4.30 against the Buffalo Bills after a delay of their game from Sunday at 1. Mark, what are your thoughts about the way that the NFL and the state of New York handled all this? Well, my first thoughts are with the Green Bay Packers who are stomping the urine out of Dallas as we speak (laughs) and, and showing the world how washed up Aaron Rodgers is and how the Packers are so much better off without him and his horse manure. And by the way, Jordan Love is younger than Kenny Pickett. As far as what the NFL's done with this playoff game, the minute they knew the weather was going to be this severe, which they had a very good idea about, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday, they should have moved the game to Detroit or Atlanta or wherever. That's common sense. The idea is to run a fair playoff. And if this game gets moved to Tuesday, which I'd say is about a – 50-50% 50-50% chance of happening, whoever you know wins that game and has to play the next Saturday or Sunday is at an incredibly unfair disadvantage. The first thing should be about being fair to the teams in the playoffs and keeping that game in Buffalo and hoping you can get it off, delaying it by at least a day, 
that isn't the right thing to do. It's not fair. And I don't know why the governor's involved. The NFL should have said to the governor, listen, we're, you know, we're moving the game. Okay, you got nothing to do with this. Shut up. What would you say to Bills fans who say the biggest aspect of fair is having the game at home? I'd say build a roof over your stadium. And I wrote a column about that for the Trib, that, that the NFL, with, with its hundreds of billions of dollars, should have a retractable roof or a indoor stadium in each of its cities. I wouldn't be opposed to a retractable roof in every city. And then it becomes up to the team itself as to whether or not they want to have the elements involved and to what degree. Yeah, you you can't just say, okay, we're going to play this game in Buffalo no matter what because the fans deserve it. It, 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 It's not about that. It's about more than just the Bills, more than just their fans. It's about the entirety of the playoff. And the best thing to do for the entirety of the playoff would have been to move the game on Wednesday and, like I said, play it in Atlanta or Detroit uh, on Sunday. Well, the NFL doesn't care. I mean, so long as it gives the Chiefs an advantage, if they were to be traveling to Buffalo to play on a short week and Buffalo is the one that has to endure the short week, I'm sure they'd be okay with that because the Chiefs are their baby at this point. Well, right, and and that is something that I'm just getting more and more tired of. Initially, Taylor Swift being at the games and on camera constantly was cute, but but now it's just it's just too much. Uh, and, and I know they're trying to get new fans. Do they really need new fans? <laughs> To the point where, where they have to bow and scrape to a pop star in, in her romance with some meathead. I just don't get that at all. And never mind that, but in that puffy coat she wore, the custom-made Kelsey 87 coat, mm-hmm. she looked like the heat miser. I, I, I mean, I, I thought she brought the bad weather down on Buffalo <laughs> by way of helping the Chiefs. That's that's how heat misery she was. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just too much. And For people who say, well, you know, she's a big star, in 10 years she won't be. And in 10 years the NFL is still going to be bigger than her. Okay, the NFL had 93 of the top 100 rated telecasts in 2023, and very few of those had anything to do with Taylor Swift. Well, we're talking about how this might benefit Kansas City if they have to go to Buffalo, and Buffalo, even if they're hosting, is on a short week. But at the same time, Mark, Uh, I'm wondering what you think about the way the game was pushed back or will be pushed back to whenever is it playable conditions. How much does that favor Buffalo over Pittsburgh? I think it favors Pittsburgh. I think any time there's extreme weather, it favors the underdog, don't you? Well, that's what I'm saying. If the weather is less extreme on Tuesday than it would have have been on Sunday. Well, Tim, they couldn't have played Sunday. They couldn't have. I mean, there would have been people dying, mm-hmm. which, hey, it's football. You're supposed to be tough, and I'm tired of that, too. Hey, sissies, they should be playing. Shut up. It's not 1967. Well, where do you fault the governor for getting involved, then? I just wish she'd shut up. <laughs> you I wish- mean, I understand wanting to keep the revenue in New York, but, hey, the NFL's bigger than the governor in New York, too. Never mind Taylor Swift. I bet you also would prefer that she knows that hockey is made out of periods and not quarters. Yeah, she mangled that right, and the Sabres actually played their home game last night. Well, that was the other weird thing about it is, you know, she was using 6 o'clock on Saturday as this line of demarcation, yet the Sabres game was allowed to continue, and it started at 4.08 p.m. Oh, wait, Tim, I just thought of something else with Taylor Swift. Maybe she's the Wicked Witch of the West, and a house is going to fall on Josh Allen. The Steelers might need that to happen, and if that were to happen, I bet you Josh Allen still scores two touchdowns. 
Tim, you don't think with the conditions that are going to prevail whenever that game's played, assuming it is played in Buffalo, that it's just going to be a coin flip? I do think that it mitigates the Bills' advantage, yes. I, I'm saying that the deeper... A whole you, bunch of random stuff is going to happen. Or a whole lot of stuff won't happen, like the ability for Josh Allen to throw for big plays. And that just might keep the score closer, the game shorter, and less ability for the Bills to run away and hide, as so many teams have done to the Steelers in the postseason in recent years. Craig, Craig Wolfley told a story about when he was playing for the Steelers in a game at Buffalo, where Wolf's from, of course. Right in Archer Park, yes. And he said there was a punt that went straight up in the air. The ball got punted. There was a wind gust that went straight up in the air and it landed like three yards uh, beyond the line of scrimmage. They were yelling at the gunners to come back because they didn't know where the ball was. Well, look, I agree with you. All I was saying was the closer to the storm that they had played would have been better for Pittsburgh. And I know that there's a lot of Steelers fans who think this is a big conspiracy theory to help the Bills. But to our previous point, for as much as it may help the Bills to lessen that gap when the weather does get better, it does hurt them on the back end whenever they have to turn around and play Kansas City. Tim, I'm amazed at like Steeler fans who some insisting the game should have been played on Sunday uh, today as we're taping this. Uh, you know, I, I wrote a column about you know my idea that every team should have a domed stadium or a retractable roof, and I wrote about the 1967 Ice Bowl in Green Bay. Now, that's been romanticized to death since then. But you don't think that every player, coach, official, staff, hot dog vendor, all the fans, do you think they were glad the game was played that day? Because I don't. I think every single one of them would have rather been inside. And if you would have said to the Green Bay Packers then, or even to the Buffalo Bills now, I mean, don't make the result of the vote public. Say to the Buffalo Bills, would you rather play the game in Buffalo on Monday or in a domed stadium on Sunday, or for that matter, a domed stadium anytime. The vote in that Buffalo locker room would have been for a domed stadium somewhere else, and it would have been unanimous. Because you used the word romanticized, I'll go there. I do think to a large degree, especially in you know the Rust Belt, cold cities, northeastern cities, the idea of home field advantage is romanticized quite a bit in the playoffs. Like, you know, the Bills Mafia can jump through as many tables as humanly possible, but that's not necessarily going to beat the Steelers or even the Chiefs next week. Well, well yeah, and, and it's not a home field advantage for Buffalo in this instance. Bad weather neutralizes Allen. Like you said before, it's a home field disadvantage. That can happen. It can. In fact, Mark, it happened last year against Cincinnati. It was a brutal weather game against Cincinnati last year, and the Bengals handled the weather much better. Tim, I'm not handling the weather too good because the Penguins moved the game to one. I was going to work. Now I'm preempted by the Penguins, which means I can't do my annual I Have a Dream speech on Martin Luther King Day, the parody. Um, I... I uh, was supposed to do a viewing party at Celebrations in Imperial today, Sunday, which was going to feature a chili bar. Okay, now no viewing party, no chili bar. My life has been ripped asunder by this weather, Tim, and I don't like it. You could always do the Martin Luther King speech, though, on Tuesday, right? Doesn't seem the same. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I could do the chili bar on Tuesday, too, but, but that doesn't seem the same either. Uh, what kind of chili fan are you, Mark? Are you, like, heavy on uh, sour cream or cheese? Do you like it basic? Do you like it spicy? What's your perfect chili? Uh, a restaurant I go to in Westview called Severina. They did a chili cook-off a few years ago. I love chili cook-offs. I went to one at Nevillewood years ago that was judged by me 
Cam Hayward, and Sean Sweesom. That's quite a trio there. And it also featured a hot pepper eating contest which in, in which we saw a uh, young woman throw up. And, and uh, you know, imagine what Cam's seen on the football field and in the locker room. I've never seen him look more disgusted, anybody look more disgusted <laughs> than Cam at that instance. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like all kinds of chili. If you made me design chili as I would have at the chili bar, I would go with chili, sour cream, heavy cheddar cheese, maybe onions, maybe scallions, maybe even a couple jalapenos. But you got to be careful not to junk it up too much because then you lose the flavor of the chili. Yeah, and you also have to be careful not to make chili too sweet. Sometimes chili gets too sweet for me. Yeah, so my ideal combination would be a heavy helping of cheddar and a dollop of sour cream, but not not overwhelmingly so. Now, you mentioned the Penguins game getting moved. What do you think about that? Well, now, here's a question. What if the Steeler game gets moved to Tuesday? Do they move the Penguin game back to 6 o'clock? I, I don't know what they would do. That's what I would do. But, I mean, maybe at this point you've complicated things too much by changing it in the first place. If they if they move the Steeler game and, and change the Penguin game to 6 o'clock, I think I'm just going to shut off all the lights in my house, lock the doors, and sit there. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, is this a move that you would have made regardless if you're the Penguins? Do you kind of acquiesce to the Steelers, especially when they're on the road? Do you want to know what I really would have done, Tim? What would you have done? I would have kept the game at 6 o'clock and say, F the Steelers, let's see who's on our side. And and let me tell you, the Steelers would not have done the same for the Penguins. No, they wouldn't have. And that's kind of where I was going with the thought, because... From a Penguins point of view, I would get it if it was a home game and there were traffic concerns and all that other stuff. But for a road game on a Monday, I kind of just leave it where it is and, oh, well, you know, you don't get everybody in the building. But a lot of this, how many of the tickets are sold? Most of the tickets are sold that are people going to be there in the first place. You know, they're not going to get a ton of walk-up for Seattle on a holiday. I think Kevin Acklin's a heck of a guy, the team president. And I think he's done a good job, you know, since taking over. You know, when during the Fenway transition, Fenway Sports Group. Mm-hmm. But when he said, when you play Pittsburgh, you play the whole city, I said to myself, oh, shut up, you mark. <laughs> what a friggin' mark. That was Cosell, right, who said that first? Uh, That's going back a long ways. I think it was Cosell on a Monday night game, wasn't it? Why am I thinking it's Liam Neeson? <laughs> oh, no, no, there was that one move where Liam Neeson said, a guy said he was from Pittsburgh, and he said, Pittsburgh, huh? Pittsburgh's tough. Yes, that's right. That was the movie. I wish that would have been right right in, in the first take, right before he electrocutes the guy. <laughs> Mark Madden with us. Uh, how do you think the Penguins are playing of late, Mark? Here we are at the halfway point. They're 41 in. Well, I wrote a column for the Trib that says the three-on-three overtime's killing them. The power play's killing them. They won't fix it. And they're probably done anyway. They're just done winning. I mean, they could make the playoffs, but, you know, to what end? And Geno's killing them. He's killing them three-on-three, three, killing them on the power play, but they won't change any of it because giving guys roles within the context of this current team is about lifetime achievement and ego. And that's where Latang screws himself, Tim, because he's not very egotistical. And that's why he's not on the first power play, because he won't get the boo-boo face. Gino would get the boo-boo face. Gino shouldn't be on the first power play. Shouldn't play three-on-three. Three. Seriously. I mean, he's that bad at both. When Eric Carlson says, I have my thoughts about the three-on-three performance, do you think that it, that's what he was talking about? Well, let us know what they are, homeboy. You're, you're in on this, too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, it's, it's like when people talk about, well, T.J. Watts never won a playoff game. That's so terrible that the Steelers are wasting his prime. 
Well, yo, they've allowed over 40 points in his three playoff games, and he was out there too. Um, you know, I'd love to know what Carlson thinks. Maybe he can shed some light on what is a couple of crappy situations, the three-on-three and the power play. Both of which he was brought here in part to fix. Well, he's been awful on the power play. Like, he's the master of the shot pass that leads nowhere. Three-on-three, uh, three, I don't – I. You know where they they don't practice three on three, and you could tell because where they get caught, Tim, when the puck turns over, whether it's you know a, a failed shot or just a more conventional you know botched pass or a guy gets stripped handling the puck, mm-hmm. you immediately have to pick up a guy, and they don't. They don't. They get caught in no man's land for that split second, and bingo, bango, bongo, it goes the other way with numbers and speed, and they score. The last two overtimes, they've gotten screwed on changes. Like, they almost had too many men on the ice when Gino and Sid got crossed up and the puck wound up in the net anyway. And then it was kind of a botched change, wasn't it, with Sid getting on the ice that led to the goal uh, in Carolina? Yeah, for sure it was. I I refuse to blame Sid for anything, though. Because if one guy's carrying his weight, it's the captain. If it wasn't for him, Tim, they'd they'd be buried in a lottery pick spot. Buried there. Um... They made a mistake bringing Gino back. Uh, you know, I mean, he's an okay player still, but but of the three core guys, he's the one guy who didn't prepare himself to play into old age his whole life. I always say that, that Sid and Tanger have been preparing to play when they're 40 since they were 10. And that's not a knock on Gino. I mean, you know, he's a normal hockey player. He is aging like, like most do, but maybe that's why you didn't need to bring him back. Maybe that's why you should have traded him back in 2018. Maybe you should have anticipated that. Tim, if they would have done what I wanted and let Gino walk uh, offseason before last and sign Vince Trocek, who is such a great player now, and by the way, the best in the league on the bumper on the power play, there'd be so many more points better off. Last thought on this, Mark, and what you said was a bit buried because there was so much talk about the Kenny Pickett depth chart thing. But you talked about the need for the Penguins to trade Gensel if they're not, if they haven't taken off by the playoffs, by the trade deadline, to be in a really solid playoff spot. And then his agent comes out this week and acknowledges basically the situation that his client, the Penguins, are in. Like you said, it's going to get real interesting here. Uh, I, I'm well, really. They're not even talking to him. Right. Yeah, that's what I've that's what I've heard, and that's what uh, Hankinson basically said in that ESPN.com piece too. Well, here's the thing. You want to stay here, Jake? We'll give you three years, $8 million a year. And that's it. Because then that makes sense for, for the club. But Jake, and rightfully so, is going to be pushing for $10 million a year somewhere based on the William Nylander deal in Toronto. And you just can't give him that. That would be stupid. He's going to get like seven years as well. That'd be dumb. And also, why would you try to keep together a team that hasn't won a playoff series since 2018? Is he one of your best players? Of course he is. Does he play great with Sid? Of course he has. But what if you could get a first and second round pick for him? And then you have the cap space he left behind. Uh, Mike Rupp was on my show. And Rupp is a great hockey guy, and I respect his opinion. But when I talked about trading Jake, he acted like I lost my mind. This team can still win. You owe it to those three guys. Well, that will get you buried long beyond Dubas's tenure as the Penguins GM, and I'm not so sure that's what he was brought here to do. I just think, Mark, that every single Penguins fan from Pittsburgh and beyond, all they want is to get Cutter Gauthier at some point on the Penguins because of what he did to the Flyers. That seems to be the next big fish that has to be landed in Pittsburgh. 
Where'd he go, Anaheim? Anaheim, yes. <laughs> Boy, it's a shame they're not a contender, Tim. It's a shame because I'd call them up and say, Jake for Cutter. mono we mono baby. <laughs> Mark Madden, uh, check him out. Well, maybe not on Monday. Uh, we'll see how things go. Tim, with let's the... be honest. I don't, I don't know when or if I'll ever be on the air again. <laughs> that, so, that's how that's how this is how nuts this has gone. And you know, you know what else I want to point out too? What? I, I know you you're not in Buffalo. No, I'm here. I'm in Pittsburgh. Are you going to Buffalo? No, I do everything from uh, from home when they're on the road. Okay, good move. Um, I like the way the Pittsburgh sports media who went to Buffalo to cover the game are being treated like they're war correspondents at Gettysburg, like they're <laughs> like they're they're somehow braving potential death. You're just driving in snow. I do it all the time. Well, not only are they being treated that way, they are doing whatever they can on social media. Oh, no, they're, they're playing up to that, Yes, sure. yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, they're all Lara Logan at this point, you know? Not, not like DeFabo from The Athletic. He's engaged to Jenna Harner from Channel 11, correct? Correct, yes. And they're both up there, correct? That's correct. I got an easy solution if I'm those two. Just never leave the hotel room. Mark Madden, he's on whenever he's on 105.9 The X this week and beyond. Uh, we're yeah, gonna, really, who knows? We're going to be on Madden Ben's Unfiltered regardless because we're just doing that from our houses. It's at 9.30 on Monday morning, and uh, we'll tell you if the Steelers... Oh, wait, that's still Monday? Yeah, do you still want to do it Monday, or would you prefer to yeah, do it yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. I just, Tim, I'm totally... Tim, the chili <laughs> bar thing has me thrown for a loop. Uh, so, yeah, here's the deal. If uh, you want, like, get Mark some breakfast chili if such a thing exists. And you can you can Uber Eats it to my house, too, and we'll eat it on the air. Well, well get... I want to wait till till I go back to celebrations. I might do the Super Bowl there. Oh, okay. All right. Because, like, even tonight, I went to Monticello's on Babcock Boulevard in the North Hills. And I, re- and, and I don't know if they have chili, but I didn't even, I didn't even look at the menu. I didn't want to spoil the, 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 the buildup for when I do eventually get to the chili bar. Oh, so you're like going to go on a chili strike until you get your chili is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm going to Vegas this week for the Penguin game. Not exactly a chilly town, so I'll be able to dodge <laughs> it there. No, t- you know what? Actually, this is something I should talk about uh, before I go to Vegas on my show. You'd think that you'd have a million places to get great wings there, right? Because it's a big town, a sportsy bar town, right? Mm-hmm. Tim, uh, my friend Disco, the old wrestler, when he gets wings... He goes to Outback. They have the best wings in Vegas? There aren't any good wings in Vegas. I'm with you, by the way, on your analysis that wings are second place to Beef on Weck in Buffalo. Yeah, Beef on Weck's huge. The, the, the lean, tender, uh, rare roast beef, soft roll that absorbs the O-juice but doesn't crumble, horseradish, it's, it's the best. I love Beef on Weck. But you, you know what else they have lacking in Vegas is pizza. I've heard that, yeah. Recently, though, recently, like there's this place, New York Joe's, that opened up about three years ago. And um, there's a couple of the new casinos, like brought in New York Cheney type, you know, pizza places. Like, like you know how they copy the New York restaurants to the New York casinos, the Vegas casinos? Yes, yeah. They're doing that for pizza now. You know who had a sneaky good beef on Weck sandwich in Buffalo was the odd. Where the Sabers used to play, they used to oh, serve. I believe it. They used to serve beef on Weck. You could get like in a fact, hot dog. I might have had that because I've been to the odd. I might have had that. The best beef on Weck in Pittsburgh. The only that I know of is Poor Richards and Poor Wexford. Richards and Wix- Wexford. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard they're very it's good. Unbelievable. How many free plugs have we given on this show? By the way, 
<laughs> Tell you what, if somebody showed up at my door with a beef on Weck right now, I wouldn't say no. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, we will be back with you for Matt and Ben's Unfiltered 930 on Monday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.